Can I say I won't give it up? Kendall Lee Gilder, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Where did you grow up? Casa Grande, Arizona. No shit. Yeah. You're a native. I didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah. Casa Grande. Mm-hmm. What was that like growing up? Um, not a lot of music. <laughs> uh, I was all about basketball. Okay. Um, I was homeschooled from third grade to 11th. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Su- super sheltered. So it was just only child or no, my, I had an older brother. Okay. I have an older brother. Yeah. Yeah. He's two and a half years older than me. Okay. So we got, um, yeah, we would just do our schoolwork and wait for our friends to get home from school and do play footballs, basketball. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, what were the records that were spinning in the, in the house growing up? All church music. No shit. And then maybe, um, a little bit of like oldies, like 60s, 70s, um, it's a station called 95, 94.5 Cool FM. Uh-huh. And it was a lot more um, like 70s rock. Um, every now and then I'd get some some soul, like some temptations and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But yeah, it was a lot more. Um, Your folks were very religious? Yeah. 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 Hardcore Christians. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and was it a thing like they didn't want secular music or was it just that their preference um, they didn't mind secular, they didn't mind secular music, like old, like the oldie stuff, but gotcha. like growing up in the nineties, I, I couldn't listen to any R and B, any Biggie, any Pac, any, you know, uh-huh. any of that. I had to sneak to listen to it. Uh-huh. So we would meet with my brother would take turns sitting next to the radio. And if we heard them like get close, we change it real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you get introduced to music and what, and what was, what was that moment where you were like, this is it? Um, well, my dad plays uh, like guitar, like a little bit, you know, just open chords. And he was in the, in the church band when I was like three, and I was like all about the drums, you know, the drums. And um, looking back at it, they weren't—I mean, they weren't very good at all. But to me, it was like I was blown away. Mm-hmm. So I got like a little drum set when I was like three or four, like the little J.C. Penny one. You know? Yeah, yeah, sure. And just clip-on heads. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I had like a little tiny splash symbol coming out of the kick drum <laughs> right yeah uh yeah but I, I got i picked it up really fast yeah you know just i just had it and then um my brother played bass my mom played a little bit of piano and then we ended up going to a different church and we were the band i was on drums my brother was on bass dad on guitar my my mom on, on piano yeah how um, old are you when this is happening seven maybe yeah yeah um yeah, my brother was really good. Um, I think he has more musical talent, like natural talent, than I do. Huh. Um, That's kind of hard to imagine, bro. <laughs> Jesus, man. I see you tearing up like seven different instruments at any given jam. Like, that's not fair, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he just, he didn't like, you know, polish it like I did. But I'll show him some stuff that I think is incredible and he'll, to this day, and he never plays. Hmm. And he'll be like, yeah, that was cool. Like, <laughs> then he'll play some stuff when we when we do jam. Uh-huh. That's really nice. So, yeah, yeah. He just yeah. But uh, yeah, we were we were the church band for like it's got to be maybe three years. Uh-huh. Um, just you know, and I I, I still wasn't like I'm going to be a musician because I thought I was going to be in the NBA. Uh huh. <laughs> but uh, yeah. That obviously didn't happen. So <laughs> there's still time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
um, yeah, I don't, I don't ever, I, I didn't really ever plan to be a musician. It just kind of yeah. happened. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, but how did that play out? And w- when did that happen? Like, was it high school or after or shit? You were homeschooled until 11th grade. So did you finish out like at a public school or a yeah. private school yeah. or something? Mm-hmm. Got your degree. Did yeah. you do the college thing? I went to college. Um, I had a basketball scholarship to a college in uh, San Diego. And I almost went, and I was like, no. I had an academic scholarship to. They were both junior colleges. Mm-hmm. Um, to uh, this one in in near Coolidge called Central Arizona College, and I went for a year, and I I just I just didn't want. I didn't. It wasn't for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to be a veterinarian. No shit. <laughs> yeah. So I uh, got a little minimum wage internship at a at a, uh, a vet, a little small animal clinic. Uh huh. Um, did that for like three months and then would work at Home Depot after that. Uh, and then got laid off from Home Depot and started working for my dad. He had a, a door and window shop. And then uh, a guy that I played, um, um, he played piano uh, and we would just jam out from time to time. He knew Eddie James. You know Eddie James? I don't. Um, you know Justin James? Yes. It's his older brother. Okay. He's yeah. kind of like an established gospel artist. Uh huh. At the time, he was, um, he's from Arizona, but he was living, living in Alabama, and he came out here for something, and, and the, the guy's name is Michael Eddings that I knew. Um, he asked him to go on the road with him, and uh, Michael was like, you know, we, we were like eight, no, 19 maybe, not doing anything, so uh-huh. he was like, yeah, and he needed a bass player, so he offered me to go, and I was like, whatever, I ain't doing nothing, so just what like was that first tour like oh it wasn't even like a, a real tour it was like um <laughs> it was this was literally like two days i i from when i said i <laughs> two was two day tour do, 48 no, hour tour <laughs> no <laughs> that's funny we actually have a joke about that um uh no it was like two days from the time i heard about it oh, so when you. i left uh-huh. yeah i just left my girlfriend and just was like out yeah um we rode in a Suzuki rodeo, the like four of us, to Texas, um, stayed at this guitar player's house, um, his parents' house. Then the rest of the team met up. They, they were in Alabama. They came out, and it was like a bunch of like 19, 20-year-old kids playing for free in like small churches, huh. just going around. Just And I mean, I, I owe that. I got so much musicality doing that, like. Um, you know T.D. Jakes you ever heard of that guy Mm-mm. huge like huge pastor like mm. multi-millionaire huge giant church in Dallas uh-huh. I played there like the third night of, okay. of that like we played in the smallest church and then the next couple nights we were playing there yeah and the musicians that actually played at the church it's like you ever heard of Sput Mm-mm. Robert C. Wright I think is how you say his real name um uh, he plays with Mono Neon. I don't even know that band that Mono Neon's in all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that guy. With okay. Play drum. He used to play with Snarky Puppy. Okay. Yeah, he was playing. I the, That band was incredible. And I was like just sitting there blown away. Never mm-hmm. heard anything like it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that that guy, Eddie James, had a house in, uh, in Alabama that like... It had to be like nine of us lived in a three-bedroom house with bunk beds. Mm-hmm. And that's where we were based. 
Hmm. We just go to different churches in a van all over the country. But how do you go from (laughs) someone, I mean, you're describing yourself as at this point still kind of just a casual musician, right? It's not even, is it a thing now? Like, yeah, yeah. We skipped a, skipped a lot. Um, Well, hit me. Let's go back. We got time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. I've never done an interview before, so. (laughs) You're doing great. So, yeah, so I was homeschooled, um, and I was, you know, playing drums or whatever. My parents finally, you know, bought me a bigger set, and every now and then I would take it, um, I would take it home from the church and set it up in my room for the week, and just play whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what what were you playing at that point? Uh, whatever church songs that were gotcha. out. Like, so still kind of focused on the on the church tunes. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was like. Like my dad loved the Eagles mm. a lot. Um, my uh, my aunt and uncle had third row tickets to see them at I think it was America West Arena at the time, um, and they fought that night, third row center. And they called my dad and asked him if he wanted to go, and we went when I was probably like ten or eleven. Oh, I see. So they got into a fight and didn't go, yeah. and said, "All right, you can go." Yeah, third row. Yeah, okay, third row center. Um, I'm like losing my whole entire shit. Like, it was crazy. Um, and then I I started, like, you know, like, noticing guitar a little bit at that point. Hmm. Um, then uh, I was playing. We So we we left the church where we were the whole band, went to a, a bigger church in Chandler. And uh, my mom was singing, but they had, you know, a different piano player. My dad was doing sound. My brother was playing bass. I was playing drums. And they had this guitar player that was like i thought uh, it was crazy i would just sit here like watch him the whole service like Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. like whatever i started getting drawn to guitar a lot and then um i saw stevie ray vaughn on austin city limits and my dad recorded it and i would watch it like every day i was trying to learn his solos without even knowing how to play guitar Mm. yet (laughs) holy cow yeah and then i just um one day i just got like really bored and I just picked up my one a, a book that my dad had, hmm. and just started playing guitar, hmm. messing with you know open chords and hmm. you know the G's and D's and C's and all that stuff. Open uh, G, open D, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, just oh. the just the open chord, you know. Gotcha. Just the, yeah, no bar chords or no. I see. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Just the standard. Uh huh. Um, that, and, by the way, that's my level of guitar knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Let's stay away from all bar chords. (laughs) Do I have to use my pinky? I'm not interested. (laughs) You'd be surprised. I don't use mine much either. (laughs) Technique. Yeah, I never learned technique. I'm 100% self-taught. Wow. Like the 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 way I actually learned guitar was um, like the ins and out of it was like I could play like F and B, F and B. Uh, you know the bar chords mm-hmm. and I would get the the sheet music from or the chord charts from uh, the songs we played in church you know I know I know I know how they go when they had a little chord on top mm-hmm. so I would find it until I knew it sounded right hmm. and I'd be like oh that must be a B flat because that sounds like the song mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that must be a you know E flat minor and like huh. when I had to move up and find those chords huh. that's how I found out what those chords were called like, huh matching it up with songs that i knew how they sounded interesting <laughs> yeah that's crazy yeah so 
um, I started figuring that out. And then just I would be around other players calling out chords that I knew. Mm -hmm. And that's how I picked up. That's how I know what, like, you know, a minor six is or a huh. flat nine or all that stuff. Huh. It's just because I heard other people call it out. Uh, and I remember, and I remembered that. Interesting. That's the chord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So hundred percent self-taught. So my technique has never been, it, I mean, it still holds me back to this day. I can't play as fast as I want. Huh? My, my reach isn't, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, all right. So it sounds like at this point, you know, you're, you're a naturally gifted drummer. You're starting to get interested in guitar um you get hired i mean to play bass on a tour and were you playing bass as well at that time uh yeah i mean you know how we all know the notes mm -hmm. it was pretty much that was the extent sorry that was yeah. the extent of it was um me getting through the notes and trying to get the feel right mm -hmm. um hmm. but that it wasn't it wasn't a, i wouldn't i didn't get hired for that tour they it was do you want to come play and learn you I know. see. Oh, I, I got you. Okay. Yeah. Nobody was getting paid. Um, he just paid our expenses. Huh. And uh, and how long was that first tour? It was... So it was April to October, I think. Something like that. Damn. Five, six months. But it was... Like like, like I said, he had a, a house in Alabama. Mm -hmm. So we'd be at that house sometimes for three weeks at a time. Gotcha. We never went home. I like, see. Um, if we went home, it was because... Like our parents would pay for us to come home. Uh huh. And what yeah. did you, what did your folks think of of what that was? And in, in, you know, in that moment in your life, were they psyched for you, or were they like? No, they were. Yeah, they were because it was a it was a gospel artist. Uh huh. Yeah. I see. Um. So it was legitimate on some level, or or whatever music that they liked and understood and and yeah. could get behind. Yeah. And the church that I that I went that I grew up in was really. Um, I don't even want to say it was CCM because that's a given. I mean, they weren't it, it, they weren't good at all. The music was not not good. Uh huh. Like I don't want to say you know black and white, but kind of have to. It was like it wasn't black gospel. It was like watered down as you could. Okay. Yeah, just uh, <laughs> kind of bleached a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when I went out with uh, on the road with Eddie, I was really getting exposed to black gospel at the at that time, which is was at that time getting a lot of a lot of fusiony chords and mm -hmm. it was like a dave weckle record with jesus lyrics <laughs> uh, right 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 um so a little bit more sophisticated a yeah, little bit more like funky interesting right I yeah mean, yeah musically speaking yeah yeah. Well, yeah they they put you know all kinds of chords and stuff behind those those melodies right right um so i got exposed to in that four months, I got exposed to craziness that I'd never, like, like heard before, yeah, right? Or, yeah, I hadn't really heard it before. I mean, yeah. I had listened to this artist named Fred Hammond, who's like a, a gospel like God, um, but other than that, like, I hadn't heard any of this stuff before. Uh huh. So it got me, yeah. But I, I was draw, I was really drawn to it, and I picked it up really fast. Uh huh. But yeah, yeah. So that that lasted about four months, and then. That artist got um, Eddie. He got an opportunity to, to do praise and worship at this mega church in Columbus, Ohio. And we had a gig in Oklahoma the night before, and he said we couldn't do it. 
So this pastor sent his private jet to pick us up after the after the mm-hmm. gig mm-hmm. and bring us out there to do praise nice. and worship. So that was the first time I'd ever been on a plane too. It was on, wow. on a private jet. Cool. <laughs> it's all downhill from there, <laughs> bro. Was, yeah. <laughs> Can't fly coach anymore, homie. <laughs> Man. <laughs> I, we definitely went back on coach. That's for sure. <laughs> so uh, what happens after this first tour? So he gets that. He that, gets that gig. That yep. gig, and mm-hmm. he brings us all with him. Oh, awesome. So we all moved to Columbus, Ohio. And you're, what, early 20s or late teens? Tw- I was 20, yeah. Yeah. I turned, um, yeah. Wait a minute, now I'm getting confused. Why, was, why do I feel like... So maybe this was like November. Yeah, because my birthday's in October. So, yeah, this was whatever. You turned 20 so, on tour kind yeah, of thing. Okay. Yeah, then we ended up in, um, in Columbus, Columbus, Ohio. And he got it to where they would give us all jobs at the church because uh, he said he wouldn't do the gig without bringing us uh-huh so that's got, good looking out kind of <laughs> he got us um gigs uh if we weren't actually like working on something some of his music or whatever we would have to be practicing uh-huh huh. and then after pra- after the five o'clock day there would always there'd be like a tuesday rehearsal band rehearsal a Wednesday night choir rehearsal. No, Wednesday night we'd have to play for the youth, the youth church. Thursday was whatever. It was something every night. Right, right. And then he goes back on the road Friday to Sunday. Okay. And we gets back Sunday morning, and we we get Sunday evening off, and then Monday we're back at it. Wow. And it was like eight in the morning to like nine p.m. Sounds like boot camp, bro. Musical Dude, boot camp. We were making like four hundred a week. <laughs> <laughs> but you had Sundays off or whatever. You know? No, we had Sunday after. Actually, no, there was a Sunday night service too. Come on, man. Yeah. The only time we got a, a, any time off is when he happened to not have a, a road gig. Uh-huh. It was like, it was brutal. So yeah. I, I quit. Yeah. And I went and worked at Ruby Tuesday down the street from my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> and then he found, he, uh, he fell out where, you know, they, that didn't last that long after yeah. that maybe a month and and it was messed up too because they fired the whole band when we got there they had a whole like professional amazing working band it'd be like us playing at a church and then some kids come in that can't play half of what we play and we just get fired huh yeah some of them had been there for like four years and Uh just fired them wow anyway so they got hired back but the guitar player had already moved so I went and talked to the administration, and they gave me the gig. Okay. So I was still making about four or 500 a week, but it was literally Sunday morning, Wednesday night, and Saturday afternoon. Great. Yeah, so... So you could do other shit. Yeah. Yeah. I still, I still kept my job at, work, at Ruby Tuesday, too. Uh-huh. And my rent was like 250 Uh-huh. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Uh, so... Um, I get back with this band, this, this dude named Antoine Walker. He's one of my mentors. And then Wendell Lowe as well. Wendell Lowe is like one of the best organists that's ever been on the planet. Wow. And Antoine too. They, amazing, amazing keyboard player. Um, they were kicking my ass. Every, every time we had a rehearsal, every, I mean, it was just, it was brutal. Uh-huh. I'd go home and just, just practice nonstop. Yeah. But they were like actually giving me the right stuff to practice, the right guitar players to listen to for mm-hmm. that kind of music. Um, and who were those guitar players? Uh, Jonathan DeBose. He's been on like every gospel record from like probably 70s and 80s till now. Wow. 
Um, he went. He toured with Michael Jackson. Okay. Crazy guitar player. Um, I was listening to Paul Jackson Jr. already. Um, he does a lot of rhythm stuff. Uh, a guy named Rick Watford. Um, just really like pocket funky. You know, the style that I play just like way better. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but they also those the the keyboard player Wendell. I mean uh, Antoine and the and the organ player Wendell. They, the, the some of the chords they play were just insane, mm-hmm. and I would always want to know what it is. And they'd be like, well, "You don't have to play it; just play the line on top." I was like, "I want to know what the chord is." Hmm. So, I've always been drawn to chords, which is, you know, why I play the way I play. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that like shaped a lot. Yeah. So how long did you stay in Columbus, Ohio? Uh, three years. Oh wow. Yeah. Was that like a culture shock? I mean coming from Casa Grande going to you know ending up in Columbus Ohio that's like the opposite yeah, right definitely yeah and yeah. what 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 time was like this is uh so your early 20s now so what yeah. what was that in the 90s or no oh no, no 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 oh four yeah oh, I was gotcha. born in 83 okay so what happens after Columbus I uh, ended up having a kid with uh, a girl that was at the that was going to the Bible college at the church Okay. So I got fired for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Broke a couple rules on that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, we ended up just, you know, after three months in, it was just, it was bad. Like, I don't get into details. It was sure. just bad. And I, uh, I ended up just moving back mm-hmm. and uh, moving back home. But um, so I moved back here and contacted Buddy Strong, who... You know that it, you know Buddy Strong? I don't know Buddy Strong. You know of him? Uh, I don't know. He uh, he plays for Dave Matthews now. Oh, I've heard of him. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Heard. He's I, played with Usher. And yes. Art. He's like the, yeah. Gotcha. That guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so before I went on that tour, I had went to, uh, before I left at all, I had went to this place called Livingston's that used to be on Thomas and Scottsdale Road. Okay. Uh, Monty was on drums, Roger Dreyer on bass, Buddy strong on keys and ronnie jones was playing keys and uh that the the, uh my friend michael took me in there we weren't supposed to be in there you know 19 years old i said i play guitar let me uh sit in so they told me bring it next week and they were playing some song i don't remember what it was and i just tried you know got in started playing something and buddy looked at me he was like play something different (laughs) (laughs) thanks for the tip bro (laughs) yeah and uh yeah, it kind of broke me. Um, this is after Columbus. No, this is before. Oh, prior this is to. before I gotcha. even left at all. Before mm-hmm. I left Arizona at all. Before I had been I exposed gotcha. to all the music I and the mentors and all that stuff. Okay, got you. Yeah, this is a flashback. Yeah. Okay. So MySpace had just came out. Yeah. So I found Buddy on MySpace, and I had just done this um, this track with some guy that I thought I sounded pretty good on. So I made it my my music thing, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then I friend requested Buddy. And that night he, uh, oh, and I put, I put, um, my, my caption as a uh, soon to be in Phoenix, Arizona. Okay. And, uh, you know, buddy checked it out and then messaged me and he was like, man, you sound great. Let me know when you get to Phoenix. So I did. And then, uh, this is the same cat that, that was like, play something yeah, else. Okay. Exactly, yeah. All right. Same so you're guy. like, all right. Yeah. I got some shit. I got some shit worked <laughs> out. motherfucker. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> exactly. Um, and I was all excited and whatever. And then. Um, got back to Phoenix, 
and let him know. And then I got an audition at the church at Pilgrim Rest, where he's the musical director at. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, they gave me oohs and ahs the whole first service, and I was like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So you re- yeah. you relocate to? Are you now in Casa Grande again, or? Um, I was I stayed with my parents for like three months, and mm-hmm. then I moved in with uh with Louis Higuera. Mm-hmm. You know that guy? Yeah, yeah. Moved in with him out in the West Side. Okay. Yeah. And started working kind of full time with guitar. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. At that point, I was doing uh I was playing with Tribe Seven. I don't know if you ever heard of that uh-uh. band. Uh, they were they were um, playing at Orange Tree Resort for like I don't know how many years. Some years. Uh-huh. Um, every, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Okay. Yeah. That's and a nice little run. Yeah, it was. Um, Steady work. Mm-hmm. And also Mateo's, too. They were playing at Mateo's. Um, Is that still around? I think the I think the restaurant might still be there. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. You know, do you know what I'm talking about? I've heard of it. I, don't, I just, I don't think I've ever been there. It's on uh, Missouri and 7th Ave. Okay. Yeah, the northwest corner. Okay. Um. But yeah, so he had two bands going there, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and he would give, um, I think it paid 100 bucks or whatever, but this was like 2008. Uh-huh. Um, Pricing hasn't changed. I know, right? You know, it's like <laughs> getting worse somehow. It's like, what the <laughs> fuck, man? Cats yeah. making this, for 50, you know, 50 years ago, they were making the same brand. Right. It's like, what the fuck? I don't get it. No. Yeah. I just started putting my foot down like two years ago. Yeah. It should have been more than that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I, it's, I, it, you know, I don't even want to get out of the house for $100. Nope. You know what I mean? No. Especially now with gas. I'm like, the gig's 45 minutes away. That's a tank of gas, you know, yeah. or half a tank of gas, and you're paying me this bullshit. Like, fuck yeah. off, man. I'd right. rather stay home and cook dinner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like 100 bucks. We were getting 100 bucks, like you said, 50 years ago, and drinks were like a dollar. <laughs> right. And the, if there was a cover charge, it's like, mm-hmm. and they still had, had 500 bucks to get to the band. Right, right. So, yeah. yeah. All right. So you're working kind of full time ish or, you know, three, four nights a week. Yeah. Middle 2000s, somewhere yeah. around there. Yeah. Church on Sunday um, had those three, those three gigs. Uh, and and um, yeah. And the, 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 the manager at Tribe 7 would spot you money, uh, spot you gear and you could just pay it off with gigs. And stuff. Uh-huh. So I geared, huh. up, geared up and. Are you a big gear guy? I was really not, not anymore. Yeah, no, I just got a small pedal board and a little amp. Yeah, yeah. What was <laughs> what was like? See, I'm fascinated. I, that's not a thing that I have. Like, I have two guitars and a little pedal board, and I play it until it breaks, and then I would yeah. replace the thing. But like, at, what was the height of your like gear acquisition? And when, when you were like, Fuck, maybe this is a problem, you know? Um, I was playing with. Um, when I first started playing with with J Lo, the MD was a big gearhead. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a bass player, but he he loved guitar tones, and and he was all about getting special guitar tones. Hmm. So I had to go, um, I had to borrow stuff to, at first to like get my sound right, mm-hmm. backline a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like what amps were you playing through? What what effects were you using? And, and- and then we got to talk about how you got that JLo gig in the yeah. first place. You know? <laughs> um, I, I mean, I had a giant pedal board. Mm-hmm. I, I think I had three drives on it, um, two delays, a boost, chorus, a big switcher, like an analog switcher. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can't remember. Uh, mm-hmm. 
I was playing through an orange amp. Mm-hmm. Um, then I switched to, I started using a, a DeVille and an orange at some point. Um, but it was all about the, the, the musical director. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I got into it for a while. Like, Gar- you know, Garrett or- uh, Ortego? He plays at Impact over there with uh, Nis. Rich? Uh-huh. Rich, yeah. Yep. Um, his pedal board is, is crazy. Like, mm-hmm. give Adam a run for his money. No like, shit. It's, I was yeah. just going to say, Adam, you know, Adam's yeah. <laughs> got a thing, too, about gear, yeah. you know. Yeah, exactly. And I don't knock it. It's just, um, yeah, it's just not my thing. Yeah. I don't, I, I got... It's just gotten smaller and smaller and mm-hmm. smaller, and none of my musical directors or whatever has mm-hmm. cared. Artists, mm-hmm. and I get, I still get compliments. I know that people will say like your tones in your fingers or whatever. I don't know, mm-hmm. but hmm. yeah, it's uh, <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah, if I mean I like, it's like I wear I wear t-shirts and jeans all the time. Like I don't knock anybody that likes to buy, dress up. Right, but it's just not my thing. Uh huh. So it's like that. With it, almost sounds like it. Almost sounds like you're going back to like a Stevie Ray Vaughan approach, which was, you know, like a Strat, a a nice amp, and a couple pedals, and and you play the shit out of it. Yeah, yeah. That's funny you said that. I was thinking about really trying to tap into a Stevie Ray Vaughan tone, like going on some YouTube videos, Mm -hmm. because that tone is crazy. Mm -hmm. It's insane. Yeah. Hey guys, you know, I had this this idea a couple months ago. Why doesn't So the Story Goes put a show on? Like, I've been talking to incredible artists across the country. Why don't we do it for a show? You know what I mean? Uh, so, we're going to do it. I'm very excited. Mark your calendars. I know we're a couple months out. It's Thursday, November 10th. Mark that down. We're going to do it at the Womack, which is my joint. That's my jam. That's my homies. Uh, Santan Brewing is going to be a part of it. And I'm putting together a bill of artists uh, that's going to explode the joint. I'm, I'm just, it's going to be awesome. I want you to be there. This is the first, I don't know, annual, I don't know, or quarterly. I don't know. Anyway, multiple bands, food, booze. Everything that's great in this world. We're going to celebrate November 10th. Join us. Any other, like, folks that, guitar players or or even drummers. We didn't talk about, like, drumming influences at all. I mean, Don Henley, great pocket, great player, right? Uh, Who else was kind of inspiring? Man, I I don't, like, and I don't want to, like, knock my parents, but uh i tell my dad this all the time like the way he sheltered me from like i get like like for instance prince i wasn't allowed to listen to prince but i can see why like sure yeah but pretty edgy yeah. shit you yeah know, for a kid yeah you know? yeah um but like it was i don't know like new edition and you know boys to men and stuff like that like yeah just the way i was sheltered from me like i don't really have drum influences i I just i don't even know i mean like guitar players people are like you don't know who that is i'm like no like Uh a lot huh a lot because you miss that education of what being exposed to it you mean or yeah just being exposed to it or even like um 
I mean, I just I I listened to a lot of Christian alternative music. Uh huh. Like I could tell you, I mean, I don't remember their names, but I like I would watch. There's a band called Petra from the '80s that like I used to want to be like their drummer. Uh huh. And well, I don't. Is that is that like church music as well? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got yeah. It. <laughs> it's all church music, man. <laughs> like my brother used to listen to the Stylistics and the Temptations a lot, and like we could listen to that, but um, yeah, I just wasn't I wasn't exposed to like Eddie Van Halen or hmm. ACDC or uh contemporary pop yeah, music just yeah know, none of growing it. up yeah, yeah 80s of, 90s whatever yeah none yeah. of it i had to sneak to listen to it and i, de- I definitely wasn't trying to like study who was playing on it uh-huh right <laughs> so, right so yeah. let's go back how did you get that that j-lo gig um i uh i left i left pilgrim rest and i went to this church called kingdom in the valley um and uh fell out the the i was i was getting i was getting paid more than anybody and um it didn't really work out well got into it with uh the the musical director and uh-huh. uh, a couple of guys in the band and um didn't know the church was like losing money so they uh they had like a mutiny against me kind of huh and then i was like wait a minute this didn't happen this happened whatever um, had a meeting with the pastor to like figure it out and I got a flat tire on the way there couldn't make the meeting and they were just like you know like never mind it's huh. cool huh. and then like a month later they cut everybody's salary in half and then a bunch of people quit and they fired the worship leader and everything it was just a mess yeah and um, but it was like I was making like 750 a week just at church wow and you know my rent was 800 bucks so it was like living large man yeah uh but then i was like you know what fuck it i'm just going to la hmm. i'm out and all right so when was this now 2012 2012 the, the very end of 2012 so i left went to um uh, went to moved to la early february um slept on the on a air mattress with uh, another friend that had just moved out there mm-hmm. and not on the same air mattress no okay <laughs> <laughs> no. we oh, had man. separate air mattresses <laughs> no they all had rooms <laughs> <laughs> like Kenny, yeah. you sleep on the air mattress bro yeah. <laughs> um yeah so uh i stayed out there for about a week and a half i had like a thousand bucks maybe uh-huh and um I had an old direct TV bill and like they took 400 of it. Oh, <laughs> Jesus, man. Um, uh, yeah. So I, I tried to figure out, I was like, you know what I got? Oh, and then I got called to do a cruise gig. Ah, cool. So, um, I was like, you know, what? let me just regroup. I'll go back, go back home, do the cruise gig, come back with some more money. Some bread. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was supposed to leave for that in April and they did my background check and I had too many speeding tickets. No kidding. Yeah. They were like, if you can't follow the law on the road, you won't be able to follow the law. That's some bullshit. <laughs> yeah. That is some bullshit. Yeah. So I was like, all right, shoot, going back to LA. So I had a session here, uh, with buddy in June. I went back to LA and just, just went to the jam sessions. Buddy had a 
plugged me in with a lot of musicians that he toured with. And so he had moved out there in the in the meantime. No, he just knows them all. Oh, gotcha. Because yeah, he was playing with Usher, mm-hmm. and at the time, I think Usher or somebody. Mm-hmm. He's that dude's played with everybody. Yeah, hmm. James Brown. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Well, because James Brown did a show with Usher. Ah. Yeah. Um, still though. It's pretty hip. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice to put on your resume. Yeah. You know? <laughs> So, so yeah, ba- so you're back in LA. Yeah, he's hooking you up with some with some connections. Yeah, just jam, just all the places to go, the jam sessions, whatever. Um, so I I just hustled. Long story short, you know, club gigs. I'd get like a a nice little, um, jazz fest gig or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'd come back here a lot. If I had, I'd line up a few gigs. I'd come back here. You know, I was still coming back once a month to see my kids, mm-hmm. my kid at the time, and then. Uh, yeah, uh, eight months into it, um, well, about six months into it, uh, J-Lo's MD called me to do some local stuff. And he told me um, if the gig opened up, he'd put me on it. And the gig opened up. Wow. And, yeah, he called me, uh, asked me if I could go to Dubai in three weeks. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> See you there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, That's it. Yeah, and then we... Uh, so we rehearsed um, for a few weeks, went to Dubai, rehearsed for a week, and then I played that show with 80,000 people. Wow. Wow. <laughs> it was the, the World Cup horse horse race thing or something like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. Can you even begin to describe what that felt like, just playing in front of that many people? Uh, it's if you, if you watch the video, I look nervous as shit like i mean and i mean we how would you not be nervous we rehearsed i mean i i knew that show i knew the background vocals on that show we rehearsed it so much Uh like it's Uh yeah it's but i don't think i mean i wasn't nervous about knowing what to play i just felt like it was like we run we rehearsed those shows with the exact stage plot because you know Uh dancers and everything i mean everything like interesting yeah yeah I mean, not the whole time. We do band rehearsals, they do dance, but then we come together for about two weeks and just rehearse in this huge room with yeah. the whole stage. Uh-huh. And then we went to Dubai and rehearsed for probably four days with the whole stage. But I felt like those people were like on the stage. Like huh. I, I was, it was, it was crazy. Yeah, it was. Um, I didn't have my ears yet, my molds, uh-huh. so I could barely hear because they were screaming so loud. Uh huh. Right. It was. Yeah. Yeah, it was insane. Yeah, I bet. The whole like the whole experience was from start. I mean, the first day of rehearsal, the PRS rep and came came and wanted me to have a PRS guitar so yeah. I could play it on that stage. Uh-huh, sure. I was like <laughs> Yeah. Did you did you take the PRS? Yeah. It's yeah. that red one I have. Oh, no shit. Well, I got I I used the blue one, but then um they told me they'd make me the same one or however whatever color so i chose okay. red nice not thinking not realizing that it looks like santana's guitar oh that's right yeah yeah that's all right that. that's all right <laughs> he's a, he's a legend that cat man yeah. yeah so any highlights from that first tour um yeah we did uh what do we so i actually um i actually lost that gig right after that first that first show, they huh. hired a new a musical director named Dave Cabrera. Cabrera. He does uh, he's Ricky Miner's MD, mm-hmm. and they put they wanted to bring more of a Latin feel to it. Mm-hmm. So they and he and Dave plays guitar, 
So, yeah, mm-hmm. I was fired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not fired, but replaced. Yeah, 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 sure. And uh, I remember I called, I was talking to Mel about that, Mel Brown, and he said, uh, you're going to get that gig back, bro. It's like, th- that was, those things happen and then they, they don't. So, right. Um, they, uh, if things fell through with Dave. He never even did one show. Huh. Um, but the whole band was black and Latina, Latino. And uh, the management wanted a white guy on stage. Uh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. For diversity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So they hired this other guy. As I'm driving back to L.A., the, he, MD calls me. He's like, yo, uh, the Dave, Dave's not going to do the gig. I'm like, oh, dope. He's like, but I just wanted to let you know that they hired, um, I forget his name. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, yikes. Huh? But uh, he didn't work out. So I went to, um, I actually went to PRS. The PRS is at the same place where the rehearsal is. Mm-hmm. I went there to pick up my guitar. And the guy was like, are you still on the gig? And I was like, yeah, I am. I just, uh, I, I can't make this this show right here. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't think they were going to give me the guitar. Right, right, right. So I got the guitar and uh, put it in my car. And I just went and sat in at the rehearsal. Huh. Just sat there, you know, just watched yeah. and, you know, say what's up to everybody. And then that night they just they called me and offered me the gig back. Okay. Saying the guy wasn't working out. Mel Brown knows all, man. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next gig we did was Jimmy Fallon, um, in at Disney World. Um, that was really dope because then like all my people and everybody, um, just got to you know got to see me on TV mm-hmm. doing like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of felt really good for the people at that church to see it, too. Uh-huh. I oh, love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, man. We did t- the Today Show in Central Park. Um, yeah, man. It's uh, We did... Um, How long was the tour? I never actually was gone for more than two weeks, I think, with her. It mm-hmm. was all spot dates. So she was doing mm-hmm. American Idol and... Mm-hmm. A movie that's the thing about those gigs is you think they're like like you've made it and stuff but like you could make you know a, a big chunk of money in like a month and a half and then not hearing anything for like eight months because mm-hmm. she doesn't feel like working mm-hmm. or she feel like feels like doing something else mm-hmm. and then people stop calling you because they think you're, you're too big you're too big for their gig mm-hmm. or you're too busy mm-hmm. or you don't play for you know 100 bucks anymore or, right right yeah you're kind of in that you're almost like in an in-between situation yeah where and i've experienced this a little bit not to that extent but like they yeah like you say they just stop calling because they figure oh he's on the road or oh he's out of town doing something or oh you know no i get that that's a real thing you and keeping the 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 those contacts and those relationships together while you are doing other things and let people know, Hey man, I'm around. If you need something, I'll be here until the middle of September. Let's book, you know, like yeah. it's a fucking job just doing that, keeping those relationships intact. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I had to make uh, posts on social media, letting people know that not only I was back, but that I'm like for hire. Yeah. I'm not like, I haven't made it just cause I did a few gigs with right. a big artist. Right. And so I did shows with her off and on for, about three years, uh-huh. three and a half years, something like that. And four, 14 to, dang, I can't believe it's already been eight years. Yeah. 14 to 17, I think. Okay. Yeah. Nice. 16. No. Yeah. Some, some, somewhere like in there. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, we, we had some crazy, crazy experiences. Her, we went to like our New Year's Eve suite was like, I swear it was like a five minute walk down a hall to get to this. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, I forget what casino it was. I think it was Hard Rock or something like that. Uh-huh. Like you just in the casino, and then there's these double doors that you would never even think to go through. Uh huh. And then you just walk forever. Yeah. And then you're in this just gold marble. Right. Like, right. 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 You're like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> yeah. What? Um. Any favorite stages that you played on with her? Uh, the, the Dubai one. Yeah. Yeah. I never. I never did like, um, like Garden or all of our gigs were. Um, either like TV performances, like we I did Ellen and Kimmel and all all that stuff, mm-hmm. or um, there was some we did a private gig once at a at an arena hmm. in Orlando. Hmm. Um, oh, Singapore, we did the Formula One. Mm. Forgot about it. yeah, that one was dope. Hmm. How big was this band? Two keyboards, bass, guitar, drums percussion two background vocals okay and a bunch of tracks and is it is it like um is it um sorry is it, is it, is it like kind of like a like a greatest hits show that she would do or was she touring on an album um a little of both mm-hmm. yeah like she would always do her hits but she had some some songs that never 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 hit mm-hmm. but she would still play them mm-hmm it was mostly mostly hits though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she mm-hmm. has a lot of hits you 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 don't realize. I or didn't forgot realize about right. I mean, yeah. I'm just trying to think like, all I remember is Jenny from the Block, but that was like a thousand years ago. She must yeah. have other shit. She does that. She does. Um, uh, if you had my love and I gave you all my trust, oh sure, you comfort me. That, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She has that. Uh, get right, and so I'm not gonna start singing anymore, but. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thus concludes the singing yeah. part of this podcast <laughs> yeah well that's forget. cool right i mean that's yeah you forget that's yeah, fun you, i never realized how famous she was like, yeah like her fans knew my kids names whoa yeah like they would wait for us at the hotel and ask like how's ariana like, whoa okay <laughs> that's kind of a trip yeah like they they literally like worship this chick yeah and like just do research on her every day it's huh and apparently on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to find out who's in the band. Like, I, they still, like, comment on my stuff. And I haven't heard a word from her in, in you know, yeah. five years or whatever. Well, she, you know, she just got married. And <laughs> come on, man. Get, Again. She's, yeah, she's, she's been got... married, like, four times since I've played in that band. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's just been on honeymoon with various right. <laughs> people for the left. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, so what, uh, so, so it's been a minute since you did that. And... You're kind of back here full time and kind of working the the circuit. And we talked about this briefly, but, you know, that touring life really isn't isn't on your agenda at this point in your life. Yeah. You kind of did it, got it out of your system, so to speak, and had some what sound like really awesome experiences. Mm -hmm. But you're just in this next phase. And, And what does that next phase look like for you? Any what's on the horizon? And um. Well, uh, like we were saying, the local scene is, is, is cool for me right now. And, um, you know, my daughter's 15, she'll be 16 in December and my other one is uh, 10, but she's her, her and her mom are getting ready to move, um, for work. So 
um, I'm just working on, you know, getting my daughter ready for whatever she wants to do, yeah. you know, college or whatever it is. And mm-hmm. just, I just need to be present mm-hmm. for that. And not, not having to tour is, has been great. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way Arizona's growing, it's like, there's work all over the place. Yeah. Um, one of the things, um, Jennifer, uh, Lopez's, um, creative director still calls me for a lot of stuff. Um, she put me in contact with, uh, an artist, she goes by Money Long now, but she, at the time she was Priscilla Renee, and uh, we did a Spotify taping. And the the executive or the music producer of that Spotify taping um, does a lot of his own production on the side. So I got into um, into a lot of like licensing and oh cool, um, getting a lot of placements on on little random TV shows. So that's helpful. Yeah, a lot. Um, and then um, I've written some smooth jazz stuff, and I still do a lot of studio work, you know, just from home. Mm-hmm. Um, so doing all of that, along with, you know, doing the gigs around town and sure. whatever, it's just, it's enough. And I'm able to pick up my kids from school and right. hang out. You know, I got great friends and just, I'm chilling. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. How did you, um, how did you do during the pandemic? Was that a, was that a time of like... Creative, a creative time for you, or did you go the other way on that? Um, I did both actually, because hmm. I I was still we had a lot of work for the for these two shows. One was called Autobiography. It's about um, it's stories about cars, like uh-huh. autobiography gotcha. kind of thing. Um, There's a lot of um, strings and orchestra productions. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, uh, and then another one was like. Uh, almost like a ska rocky type huh. type um with with organ church organs i don't know it's kind of it was it was it was weird um i had to do some dramedy stuff so a lot of that stuff i had done before so i had to go listen to yeah you know do some research yeah mm-hmm. um and but, this is all placement stuff then or yeah, okay yeah, got you. yeah so all. you were you know the 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 loss of of gigs of performing didn't affect you kind of financially because you could rely on the other stuff well no because uh that stuff you don't get paid you don't see money for that stuff for mm. for months takes takes yeah. A minute. yeah i was actually struggling i didn't get unemployment f- till like november hmm. from march to november i was like i had to borrow money at some point mm-hmm. um my unemployment got got stuck mm-hmm. and i mean i ended up getting all of it at one time which was cool that's it but i owed a lot of people money so right. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so, and then my neighbors, my downstairs neighbors, um, we didn't really, quarant- we didn't really, uh, yeah, quarantine, yeah, quarantine or, or social distance is what I was mm-hmm. trying to say. Yeah. So we would have house parties all the time. And <laughs> yeah, so I was just, I'd either, I'd either be in the studio or um, just drinking yeah. or both at the same right. time. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I kind of went, I kind of went both ways. Yeah. Um, and are you seeing... Are you seeing that basically everything is back uh, as far as is work and and local stuff is concerned? Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm playing. I mean, summer. You know, summer is summer. Sure. But during the the season, I was playing like five nights a week. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Sunday mornings. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's so, a lot, man. Yeah. 
you know yeah i mean it's not what i want to do i mean sometimes it's like work like just like right. work like I'd, I'd rather go like you know mow a lawn or something but right 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 <laughs> it's uh i you know i when i think about it it's like the worst day at work is playing some playing some songs you don't want to play right it's not that bad it's not terrible yeah it could be a lot worse yeah yeah or, yeah or you could be doing something you hate every day right <laughs> right right from nine to five yeah yeah as opposed to a three-hour hit that yeah. you're like eh, yeah Fine. yeah I have to remind myself that a lot. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I've done the, you know, I've like when I was on the smooth jazz gig, sometimes I really just, I mean, I would wake up and have to go to the airport and just really, really not want to do it. Yeah. Really, really. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got to love that aspect of it, right? Yeah. I mean, otherwise it's just a drag in and out of airports and suitcase yeah. living and all that shit. You, yeah. you, you kind of have to love it because it's a lot yeah you know yeah it can be a lot and especially you know it sounds like the j-lo stuff was pretty nice and you probably had you know nice accommodations and and as soon as you take that away now yeah. it's a grind yeah. you know and that the whole another other level uh that you have to overcome just to play the fucking gig yeah you know that's yeah a lot. well fortunately i didn't really have ever have to do like these like you know, like other than the first one when I was 20, but or 19, but I really, really never had to like slum it. Or, I mean, the, the smooth jazz, the the Boney James thing was, I mean, we we had nice nice accommodations, yeah, um, decent per diem. You know, it was yeah. just we'd play in like Mississippi somewhere or something. Like a lot, it was all it was a lot of states, a lot of state gig that were just it was boring you know yeah. and he liked us to get there super early like we hit saturday night we'd get there friday at like noon wow and like he expected like the plane to crash every time that we <laughs> like there's always going to be something wrong uh-huh, uh-huh so we had to have way too much uh extra time i so. see um yeah just just yeah i don't know but it's like like he would always say like we don't get paid to play we get paid to travel because huh. once the music starts, like smooth jazz, I don't really listen to it, but it's a lot of fun to play. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the solos, like for instance, when I was with J Lo, there's a I have a there's a video of me. Um, like I play this solo, and she's like literally like grinding on me. It's, it was dope. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then she walks away and to get ready for the 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 next song, and I finish out the solo maybe ten seconds, fifteen seconds. And the the stage goes dark, and it's a spotlight on me, and uh-huh. I look out, and everybody's looking for her. Uh huh. Like, just they don't give a shit that I'm playing my heart out right there. Uh huh. Uh huh. The smooth jazz thing, it's like everybody's listening to you. Uh huh. I get I get you know like a four minute solo on one song, and then there's like three other solos, and the and they you know they, the fans come up and they love you, and they tell yeah. you how dope you are and how great your solo was, and uh huh. It's like that aspect of it is dope. Yeah. 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 I'm I'm assuming that yeah, the, those two crowds are going to be very different. Yeah. The J-Lo crowd and the smooth jazz definitely crowd. Yeah. I didn't think that different though to where like the spotlight is on me and they're still <laughs> right. like just is they're yeah. looking the other way like yeah. where's the where's <laughs> yeah. the meat, you know? Yeah. Where's the beef? Yeah. And I didn't get as many um I didn't get as many endorsements. Like I, I didn't, they stopped giving me free stuff when I was doing the smooth jazz. But I mean, you got a bunch of broke teenagers, mm-hmm. not caring what I'm playing. Mm-hmm. Right. W- but there's twenty thousand of them. Right. 
or you get like 700 grown up grown ups that enjoy music i think you're going to sell more guitars right. there yeah yeah i don't know yeah <laughs> it's just me that's interesting <laughs> i didn't even think about that but that's yeah, they have the disposable income, yeah. right? They're older. They're you know, yeah, a little bit more of a, a refined ear, you know. Yeah. How much? Um, how much writing do you do? Um, I was in a few writing sessions when I was in L.A. Uh, trying to do, trying to get pop placements and stuff, which mm-hmm. is impossible. Yeah. Um, I even know a guy that's that. I know a guy that co-wrote Bur- Blurred Lines and uh, a bunch of. Uh, Fifth Harmony stuff and mm. um, I Fifth was, Harmony stuff. What's that? Uh, some girl that a, group. Oh, got you. Yeah. Uh, what's that girl's? They they split up. Two of them are pretty famous now. I can't remember their names. Yeah. Um, I've been writing sessions with uh, with a girl that wrote a bunch of Chris Brown songs and Rihanna songs and still haven't got a placement. Huh. Like anything I worked on has never gotten placed other than the tv stuff and right. a couple and a couple of smooth jazz stuff yeah. songs yeah um so when, when you say writing you mean like writing your own stuff yeah oh no i don't i have no desire to do that no kidding i don't <laughs> interesting <laughs> i uh everything i've ever written has been like with the uh the purpose of, of trying to get it placed right yeah right i don't know yeah i i mean like i've like the smooth jazz stuff I've written that I've gotten placed, you know, it was my, you know, your creation, yeah, my for creation, sure. but it yeah. wasn't like something I'd want to put out myself. I see. And all the smooth jazz people keep telling me to put out a record. Yeah. But I'm just not interested. No shit. <laughs> yeah. Everybody yeah. says that. What is it? What, what is it? I don't know. Huh. I don't know. I just like to play. Uh huh. I'm yeah. not, um, I don't know. Yeah. Every, and I, and I think, I think I have really good ideas too. I just don't know. I like to play. I like to arrange live shows. Uh huh. Um, like when I can, like I do this gig on Fridays at Char's every week, and it's all covers stuff. But I try to make like creative transitions to uh-huh. get, or little things in the songs just for fun. Yeah, like, I like I like doing that. Yeah. Oh yeah, arranging right. Yeah. yeah. But as far as just like putting out some music or, man, I feel like I feel like there's a. A, a number of musicians who would be awesome on that and they live here in town and you know them <laughs> you <Yeah>. know so like <laughs> you could do a record like next week yeah i mean that's crazy yeah great players in town mel brown would be a good person to chat about you know like dude he t- he's one that tells me all the time he told me he'd yeah. if i put out a record he'd play on it for free yeah <laughs> right do it he's been telling me for like five years oh man i just yeah um yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's just not the thing. Yeah. yeah. If I ever did a record, it would be more of like a um like a like a Robert Glasper approach where mm-hmm. I had a bunch of different singers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, come and and featured. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't it wouldn't just be like me playing solo guitar or something. Right. I I yeah. don't know. It's All not right. it's not for me. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, I get that record, man. <laughs> yeah, I want to play one of your records one day. Oh. <laughs> All right. I'll hold you to it. Yeah. You you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um anything that that we missed that that you want to touch on or 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 highlight or any words of wisdom to uh impart on on the on the Tens of people that listen to this podcast. 
Uh, <laughs> play the record. <laughs> play play the record and play for your audience, not the not the other musicians that are listening. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you uh, for taking time out of your day and coming over and, and sharing your story and. I'm happy to be a part of your first interview. I mean, yeah, I think you did a really good job. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Maybe you have a future in, in podcasting. Right, there you go. You know? <laughs> uh, no, this is fun. I appreciate you, appreciate you having me. Yeah, man. Well, I'll keep my eye out for you, man. I love your playing, and, and um, nice to have you in town, and, and would love to work with you on a session. I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. Anytime. Right, bro. Yeah, bro. Oh